your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Josh Hyman. And I'm Thomas Welch. We have a really exciting episode for you today. If you're listening to this episode, well, you might not know why it's so exciting, but hopefully in a few days you'll be able to watch this episode as we are mere steps away from completing our YouTube channel. Uh, it is live right now, just working out the the account details and everything, but we are recording the video for this. So when you're listening to it a few days later, it'll probably go up on YouTube, and then we're looking forward to uh Getting all our episodes up on YouTube from here on out. Got some cool graphics and stuff. We're really excited about it. Um, and I know Tommy is too. But uh, anyways, on today's episode, we're going to be talking about Tyler Bozak re-signing with the St. Louis Blues. And we're also going to be talking about the Blues getting getting practices going and getting that tournament ready. Tommy was lucky enough to attend a practice, so he's going to give us his inside details, what he experienced there. And then if we have time at the end, uh, the TNT panel for the upcoming NHL games this year was revealed. So we're going to be breaking that down as well. Before we start, want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. All right, Tommy. So to open up the first ever discussion of our Locked On Blues YouTube channel, it's about Tyler Bozak. He recently signed a one-year $750,000 deal to remain with the St. Louis Blues, to remain the glue guy for the bottom six of this team. What are your thoughts, and what can he bring to the team next year, Tommy? First of all, getting Tyler Bozak back, a depth guy that was so good down the stretch for the St. Louis Blues last season, for $750,000, you got to put your hands together for Doug Armstrong once again. I think we talked about it a couple episodes ago, but bringing Tyler Bozak back just made a lot of sense from a lot of standpoints for this team. Uh, he brings that leadership capability where you have guys like Jordan Kyrie, Robert Thomas, Clem Costin, Scott Perunovich, potentially coming up and playing with the team this year. Uh, Tyler Bozak can kind of take them under, under his wing and kind of show them the ropes. But like I said, $750,000 for a year is chump change for a guy like Bozak and what he brings to this team. Uh, I still think he has a lot left in the tank, as we saw last season. I just, I just think it's an overall great deal for the St. Louis Blues and could solidify and push their Stanley Cup run even further. And it seems to sort of reflect on the trend of, of players just loving their time in St. Louis and falling in love with the city. Um, because him coming back, taking a $750,000 contract for another year, it's it's very clear that uh, he's doing the Blues a big favor, taking money that cheap. Um, I'm assuming if he wanted to, he could have gotten more money somewhere else. Uh, but the way it looks, if I had to predict, I'd say he's retiring at the end of this season um, and wanted to you know, say, you know, I got a little bit left in the tank here. I really like settling down in St. Louis. Want to see if I can give it one more shot. Um, but again, I wouldn't be surprised to see him, similar to what I said about David Backers the other day, remain in St. Louis after his career is over. Um, maybe following Chris Thorburn's footsteps uh, and get a role in player development with the team that maybe we could talk about a little bit later on this episode as well. Um, I, I think St. Louis is really special like that in, in the way that they make a very welcoming environment for their players even after their time on the ice is done. Um, but besides that, his impact on the ice is going to be so important. We know how 
strong he was at the end of his season last year. We know how much he ties that bottom six together and a bottom six that's probably going to be looking pretty different this year. Um, a lot of guys that are maybe making their NHL debut, maybe Clem Costin gets some time there. Maybe Dakota Joshua gets consistent time there. Either way, they're going to need a veteran guy to look up to and sort of teach them the ropes. And I can't think of a better player in, in recent Blues history than Tyler Bozak to be that guy. I tweeted it out at last episode uh, that we did on Tyler Bozak, but the point leaders for the St. Louis Blues last season from Tyler Bozak's first game back from the injury after the Mark Stone hit, uh, which was March 17th against the Los Angeles Kings to the end of the season. So March 17th to the end of the season, David Perron had 29 points. Ryan O'Reilly had 27 points. So those guys were sitting right around a point per game. Mike Hoffman had 17. Tori Krug had 17. Uh, and in fifth place on the team, Tyler Bozak was right below Tory Krug with 15 points. So like I said, he is a guy who knows what it takes to get to the Stanley Cup. He was a part of that team. Uh, he knows what it takes to get back there. I think there's a bunch of bonuses included in his contract that will give him more money if he does play well in the playoffs, if the team moves forward uh, like they're expecting to. So should be a lot of fun to watch. I can't see him throw the blue note back on. But if you're sitting at home thinking, what does this mean for Robert Thomas? I don't think this changes anything with Robert Thomas. I can't see Doug Armstrong moving on from Robert Thomas in any capacity. He kind of seems like he is one of the players of the future. They expect him to play top six minutes at some point and be kind of that go-to center for the St. Louis Blues. It sounds like he's closer to Jordan Cairo money. The Blues have not a lot of salary cap space right now, but with Oscar Sundquist starting the season on long-term injured reserve, they can probably make something work temporarily and then address it with a trade or whatever kind of movement they need to do moving forward to make it work for Robert Thomas. So like I said, at the end of the day, the deal is going to get done. Maybe there's some pieces that move around to get that deal done, but Robert Thomas isn't going anywhere. feels like just recently we were talking about how, how rocky this offseason was going to be before we even learned about all the Tarasenko news. And then here we are a few weeks away from the beginning of the regular season, and there's still a few pieces that need to fall into place. And we're, we're reaching the, reaching the deadline here. Um, you know, reach, reaching midnight on that, on that assignment that's due, AKA re-sign Robert Thomas. Um, but I, again, like you said, Tommy, I don't think that there's really any question that the deal is going to get done. I think at this point, it's just a matter of finding that cap space temporarily. Like you said, whether it's the Sunquist LTIR money, um, whether there is a trade coming, whether it's the eventual potential Tarasenko trade that frees up that money, there are still a lot of different ways that that cap space could be created and all signs of pointing to the Blues being very, very high on Robert Thomas for the future of their team. So there's no reason to think that he would be headed anywhere. Um, no, no reason to replace him at a time like this. But if you need to replace your car parts, then you need to check out rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. When you have access to computers and your phone with rockauto.com right in your pocket, you can save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend up to 30%, 50%, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. Go explore their easy-to-use website and find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Now, 
with hockey season right around the corner, basketball season right around the corner, football season in full swing. You got to know what it feels like to be using 15 different streaming services to try to watch one game here, another game here. You can't find the remote that activates your Roku to watch this game. It's a nightmare. You want it all in one place. Well, that's why you should get DirecTV Stream. DirecTV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports movies and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there is no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. And you need a compatible device plus content varies by package. All right, Tommy. So we talked about Tyler Bozak. We talked about one of the uh, older members of the St. Louis Blues. But a couple of the young guys are going to get to strut their stuff stuff pretty soon at the Traverse City Tournament. And I know that you went to a practice recently, got a firsthand look of some of these more question mark guys, guys that we don't know what to expect out of them. So you having that firsthand experience, who are some guys that impressed you? What are some names that you're looking forward to see play in this tournament now that you've watched them practice? One of the big names that kind of jumped out at me at the beginning of practice was actually, well, like they split up in the two groups, right? And so one group practiced at 9 a.m., one group practiced one group practiced at 10 a.m. But in the second group, Alexi Torpachenko, dude. I mean, this guy came out and obviously he's a physical specimen. Dude's like 6'5 or something ridiculous, right? And so he comes out kind of commanding. He already sets himself ahead of the pack in terms of his size. Uh, NHL loves their size, but this guy probably threw seven shots on net at the beginning of practice and scored five of them. I mean, you talk about a sniper. This guy was beating goalies. And mind you, these goalies are Cranley's in there too, but it was Colton Ellis and Joel Hofer who are the cream of the crop when it comes to the Blues prospects. And honestly, some of the top goalie prospects in the league right now, he's beaten them consistently with shots. So you love to see that from a guy who's supposed to be a bona fide sniper. Uh, he honestly just reminds me of a bigger version, a big, taller version of Clem Costin. Probably a better shot than Clem too, but uh, Clem Costin was not there, so I'm expecting the Blues are expecting him to make a hard push to make the team right off the jump. Dakota Joshua was there. You could tell that his play uh, was kind of head and shoulders above the rest of his group. He practiced in the first one, but right below him, I feel like it was like Dakota Joshua is way up here, pack above his own, right? Obviously, he was in the NHL. He kind of knows what it takes. Uh, his confidence level was there. Tyler Tucker, I would say, was right below him. Big defenseman for the St. Louis Blues, has a lot of offensive potential, was putting a lot of pucks in the back of the net uh, and skating through drills with ease. So you love to see that, especially at a position that uh, the Blues are kind of struggling in right now. I think Jeremy Rutherford said in his most recent athletic article talking about Scott Perunovic, who also kind of showed out at practice, that defense after the top four guys is kind of up in the air for anybody to take at this point. So uh, I think Scott Perunovic is one of the favorites on either side. He played on the right side at Minnesota Duluth, but he's left-handed, so obviously he can play the left side as well. But I think Tyler Tucker's kind of a sleeper pick for that. And if, like we talked about on this podcast before, if Scandella struggles, if Robert Bertuzzo struggles, Jake Wallman's going to have an ample opportunity to increase his playing time. Mikola will as well, and I think Perunovic and Tyler Tucker will be names that the Blues will be looking at very strongly in training camp as well. We've talked about this all summer on this podcast, uh, especially recently. You know, as the Tarasenko dust settles and all that, we looked, we took a look at this, um, the defensive core, and and it raised some question marks and it raised some concerns. Um, but amidst those concerns, were also a bit like flashes of optimism, like 
the defense has been pretty short up recently. We haven't seen besides like a Vince Dunn or a Colton Pareko a few years back, and then a little bit of Jake Wallman this year. We haven't really seen a guy just come in as a young player, you know, without a whole lot of experience and just being able to establish himself in an NHL role defensively. And we're seeing that all throughout the league. Uh, guys coming up, making a name for themselves out of, out of nowhere. Adam Fox was, you know, no one had ever heard of him a few years ago. And now he's uh, in Coxford defenseman in the NHL. Kale McCarr, Quinn Hughes. You can name off so many defensemen that are just not the typical mold. You know, defensemen usually take a couple years in the AHL or in college or wherever before they're NHL ready. And then you got all these guys that just are flashy, um, make good plays and go against that, come in with minimal experience and set the league on fire. So who's to say the blues don't have one of those guys waiting in the wings. Maybe it's Scott Perunovich and his, you know, his undersized skill-based style of play. Maybe it's Tyler Tucker, huge hulking defenseman. Who's got a little bit of offensive ability as well. Um, so, you know, I don't think, I don't think it's the blues are in a great place with their defense, but I do think it's exciting to know that maybe uh, at this time next year, we'll be talking about one of these, one of these throwaway names, uh, as a fundamental piece of the Blues core. And I think that's very likely with some of the guys that they have waiting in the defensive wings, for sure. Yeah, exactly. And some other news from uh, the camp, or I guess just practice this week, Zachary Bullduck was not in either group. Uh, it sounds like he suffered an injury with his junior camp, I believe. So he won't be there uh, this week with the St. Louis Blues. He won't be with in Traverse City, I believe, as well. So uh, someone's going to step up and take his spot. Also, a prospect was held up and robbed on the arch grounds. Did you see that, Josh? I did see that. Scary stuff there. Uh, I saw a lot of people that were saying like, oh, classic St. Louis, classic da, 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 da. This sort of stuff has happened in the past, not to like take away from how terrifying it is. And, you know, thank goodness that the prospect was um, taken away safe, all that stuff. But a lot of people were kind of using this as an opportunity to trash the city of St. Louis. And not that, not that, um, you know, there isn't there isn't a truth to that, but there's truth to that everywhere. Uh, there are stories of that happening in Vancouver, all different places like that. So I think more importantly, it's an opportunity to say, you know, thank goodness he's safe. Thank goodness there's a, a support system and definitely a weird story there. Not what I was expecting to see out of a uh, day one of practice and prospect camp and all that. I was definitely not expecting to see that either. And I think I'm I'm kind of on board with the conversation of both of what you're talking about. I think the main pull away here is thank God he's OK and that obviously that that is a traumatic experience and I wouldn't wish that on anybody. And it sucks that it's one of his first experience. I think that's one of the things that kind of hits home for me is like, obviously I love the city of St. Louis growing up here, living here, uh, going downtown. You kind of know that there is a risk at times to that you encounter something like that. And it sucks for him. Obviously they don't know which prospect it was or what his history is with coming to St. Louis, but uh, it's never a good first impression uh, when you come to a brand new city and one of your first experiences is getting mugged on basically the city's capitals. I know the arch grounds of all like, places, of all places. Really exactly. Like it's just believe. an iconic spot for any St. Louis and, and anyone visiting uh, and you get robbed there. It just sucks. But like you said, hopefully, you know, as much as of a traumatic experience as it was, hopefully the right support systems were in place. Uh, the right safety measures were in place where he doesn't really feel, oh man, is this, is St. Louis really a place I want to play? Um, after all of that, but don't want to get too much into that. You know, that's a lot of that stuff is being kept under wraps anyways. Like we don't even know who it was. So, um, but moving on, I do want to get into some winter classic talk. I know we've talked about it a lot, but I don't think one, one area that we haven't talked about is just what it's going to mean for the league after, you know, two and a half years of COVID sort of 
suppressing the potential of the league to uh, grow in its fandom. So I want to talk about that. Um, but before we do, I want to tell everyone about our good friends over at Built Bar. Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There is something for everyone. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, well, you're definitely missing out. You got coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange cookies, cream, and German chocolate. If you haven't tried out flavor, you can get yourself a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are they the best tasting, but Built Bars are also healthy. You're getting 17 to 18 grams of protein per bar, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. So go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your order. Use LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. And with the NHL season right around the corner, NBA season right around the corner, football season in full swing, you got to get your sports. Sports betting needs Phil. Believe me, I know. So you got to check out betline.ag. They are back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron and his teams are back to start another football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one sport for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive a 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up when you use promo code NFL100. So go to betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Tom, we got time for one more segment on today's episode. And I think it ties in pretty nicely with a lot of the themes of this offseason. NHL is getting a new broadcasting partner in ESPN and TNT. Uh, The NHL is getting a new, hopefully, look from the fans with these new broadcasting partners. And what better way to promote the game than with probably my favorite event of the year um, in terms of regular season stuff, and that is the Winter Classic. St. Louis Blues, Minnesota Wild, January 1st, 2022. There's going to be a lot of eyes on the game. Tommy, what do you think it means for growing the sport of hockey, the fact that there's such a high-profile game early on in the season, early on in the NHL's new partnership with their two new TV providers? I I think it's everything for uh, the sport of hockey, but I think it's also a huge opportunity uh, for the St. Louis Blues to grow their fan base because I feel like, uh, I don't think it was really the genesis or the start of the Blues kind of build up to the momentum that they currently have with not only their fan base, but uh, hockey as a sport that's kind of rising in the ranks in the city of St. Louis, not only in what people root for, but what people play and what people get their young kids into. And so I think back in 2016, when the last Winter Classic was here, it was huge. And obviously playing Chicago, uh, when they were kind of at the peak of their game, as opposed to where they are now, uh, probably helped with that and that fiery rivalry. But I, I think Minnesota, especially if they bring back Kaprizov, has potential to be one of those teams that are near the top of the pack. Uh, so I think the game should be entertaining. But also just, I know every time we talk about the Winter Classic, I always talk about the history of hockey in, in Minnesota. But I really do think you'd be hard pressed to find anywhere in the United States specifically because Canada is kind of a different breed anywhere in the United States, maybe besides Boston or around that area. But uh, that has the same level of respect and uh, long tenured history that hockey has in, in uh, Minnesota. So to kind of dip your toes into that pool and uh, see what it's like up there 
for St. Louis Blues fans and St. Louis Blues players and play hockey outdoors like Minnesota does consistently year round. Uh, it's kind of difficult to do that for St. Louis people because our weather is so fickle, but doesn't usually get that cold. But I do think in terms of growing the sport as a whole, it's going to be massive. The last outdoor game, I think it was Colorado and Vegas, if I'm not mistaken, was electric and having that kind of scenic, almost painted landscape in the background is just anyone flipping channels would stop and watch that, even if they're not a sports fan. So absolutely, um, to, to kind of, like I said, to kind of dip your toes into that uh, with something similar in St. Louis versus Minnesota and wearing some pretty sweet jerseys, if you ask me, at the same time, I think kind of the stars are aligning for another uptick in the popularity of hockey in St. Louis, if that's even possible, because I feel like it's becoming an increasingly popular hotbed here uh, in the heartland of hockey. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's going to be a lot of fans that are just hungry for hockey, whether it's watching games on TV, going to games in person, whatever it may be. And Minnesota is a tremendous destination for any hockey fan, regardless of whether or not the Winter Classic is happening. Um, you just go there during the regular season and you'll see everywhere you look, you'll see Minnesota wild jerseys or Minnesota golden gophers jerseys or Mindaluth jerseys. Every person you meet has got, has got either them or a direct family member that is a diehard hockey fan. It, it, it's just in the culture there. It's in the water. Um, so that venue is going to be absolutely insane. The crowd noise is going to be nuts. The view is going to be gorgeous. And hey, there's going to be a new presentation, ESPN or TNT. I'm assuming it'll be ESPN since it's the uh, the Winter Classic. But that's that's something that I'm really excited about as well. Um, you know, like I said, I'm a, I'm a big basketball fan. I'm used to watching basketball on TNT. I think they do a great job um, with their presentation. And I think ESPN does a great job with their presentation of sports as well. Uh, and NBC had had definitely dropped the ball towards the end there with hockey. So I think that that's something that's really underrated. It's just going to be a very enjoyable experience to watch a hockey game on your TV. I don't know when the last time I've said that is. I don't know when the last time I've been like, man, I'm really glad that blank provider is showing this game. But I think that we could have that this year, especially with something like the Winter Classic. Yeah, you know, and anytime you make a change, there's risk that it's not going to be accepted like you hope it to be. But also anytime there's something new, something funky, something fresh, there is that hype around it and people are, are willing to give it a chance. And for Turner Sports and TNT to have an analyst that include Wayne Gretzky, Anson Carter, uh, Paul Bizanet, Darren Pang, Eddie Olchek. I mean, the, the people that they're putting on this broadcast sound like an all-star cast. So I, I would expect them uh, to do nothing short of knocking it out of the park and uh, like you said, the experience as a whole of the Winter Classic is uh, nostalgic and highly revered, I feel like. And to have these names that we know and love and that are electric and um, just entertaining and the sport of hockey covering it at the same time, I think, uh, I think the production is going to be nothing short of electric. Speaking of production, I think that's all the time we have today but make sure you guys stay tuned when this episode drops on youtube the audio should be going live today uh september 15th the date of recording um and then in the next few days hopefully i'll we'll get full access to that youtube account it exists it's up there you guys can subscribe to it right now just waiting on that final access so we can actually get in there and upload the video files um, so we're looking forward to that. So make sure you subscribe to us there and then hit that notification bell as well. That way you'll get notified if we're ever uploading out of schedule like this one, uh, you'll get notified whenever the episodes go live on YouTube, because it does take a little bit longer to up upload content there than to Spotify and such. Um, 
But then also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Locked On Blues. Follow me on Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. Follow Tommy at TWelcher15. Thanks so much for listening. And as always, let's go, Blues.